And the sound of her mother is like, no, 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 no. Oh, this came out not as strong now that I added a little bit more or I got. Mm. Hmm. Welcome to Talk Twitter to me, guys. It is your Taco Tuesday when you're listening to this, unless you're listening to it on a different day of the week. And then Which you just then do not you. understand. Yeah. Because Taco the whole point. Tuesday. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's really good. What is mm. it? What's it's it called, Jen? An anchor scar. I wonder why they call it that. I don't know, but I like it. We um, we did modify the recipe a little bit. It almost reminds me of Tequila Sunrise. Yeah. Which so, is one of my favorite drinks. There were some random ingredients in there that we just, you know, threw out the window because we thought it was going to, you know, be weird. So, because yeah. it asked for sunflower origa, which, like, you make out of sunflower seeds and sugar. And I was like, that's eh, too complicated. We have almond origa, and it's delicious. Mm. So, it's tequila, grapefruit juice, lime juice, bitters, and almond origa. Mm-hmm. What is origa? Almond syrup. And Nicole's secret recipe to her Mai Tais, or her syrup? Mai's secret recipe. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. it was syrup. Syrup. I say syrup. Um, anyway, so speaking of syrup, the state drink of Rhode Island is coffee milk. <laughs> Are you echoing back the episode where we talked about this? We did, I, I was listening back to to get all the drink rep- recipes for the talkmurder.com. Uh-huh. And there was this whole segment where we talk about coffee milk, Oh, we actually. already talked about this? Yes. Oh, shit. Never mind. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so tonight's hint was scars, so that's why we found this drink. Although I did find a drink that was... Um, About the Lion King? Yeah, but it was yeah, called the, the Lost King. Yes. But I wasn't sure. I was like, uh, I don't know. We was, would have had to have purchased more ingredients. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're, we're still broke tacos. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, so mm. we have this delicious tequila drink. I like it. I like can it I, very much. Can I top everybody off? Yes, please. Who's going to be the first to drink this whole thing? Probably me. Mm, ooh, we can. Take Are you working tomorrow or not? Yes. Tomorrow is Friday, though. Not that that matters at all for Jen, but you know, it doesn't. Hey, yeah. So the next episode, not this one, for our Talkos Primos, we'll actually have you'll have access to the forum, Woo! which we just rebuilt, Nicole and I. That's right. It's like really cool. I saw it and it looks awesome. I mean, you I saw the new one. No, she doesn't seem your updated one from last night. No, I haven't. Neato. So we've got some Patreon subscribers to welcome to our Taco Shack. Nice. We've got Taco Supremo Jeremy. Welcome, Jeremy. Jeremy, who is a twin. Um, so is Jeremy, yeah. So Jeremy and you're, Tyler, you're, right? You're, yeah, yeah, Jeremy, you're clearly the greater of the twins since you're the Taco Supremo. Um, so Tyler, I hope you're listening. Well, maybe to this. it's the same guy with split personalities. You never know. Mm. I don't know, Jeremy. Feel free to comment on that. Um, but yeah. Um, and well, then, I don't know. I'll give Tyler a chance. Maybe he'll want yeah, to the idea. I'm just saying, Tyler. It's you, like Tyler Durden. You have Fight until Club. February oh, yeah. 1st, which is like, do we have? Our- That's a week from today. Okay. So you'll have two days by the time you listen yeah, to this. To be grandfathered in to the new platform. Um, so Tyler, get your shit together and get on this. Um, be as cool as your brother, Jeremy. Um, and then we also would like to welcome Derek. Derek! Derek is another good friend, Taco, of ours, and we are so excited to have members. John, how does it feel? You are now officially the not the only guy in the forums. Yeah, it feels great. Uh, <laughs> you sound so excited. 
No, it feels good. Um, and speaking of Patreon, um, I think there was a message that um, Karina had sent that we wanted to look at. So she had oh, commented. Yeah. Remember, Jen, you were talking about grapefruiting? Yes. In the past episode. Did you see this link no. that Karina had sent? Okay, read. So this, yeah, we have to shout out Karina because this This is, was probably the greatest things I've watched. Yeah, and I'll put this somewhere. If you guys are on the Patreon, go look at Karina's comment. on Under the, you call yeah. it torture, I call it foreplay. If you want to read yes. that, Jen. Um, I just listened to the podcast today. I hate that I know this, but I had to share once I heard Jen talk about a similar version in the movie. There's a video on YouTube called The Grapefruit Technique. I think it might have come out of might have come out after the movie Jen mentioned but it's hysterical fun fact I work in a restaurant and I saw all the kitchen staff eating grapefruit once so I had to show them this video lol here's the link okay and if you watch this video you'll never look at a grapefruit the same way again yep this was probably yeah it's just great now this is my bonus technique the grapefruit normally you can only get this technique in one of my classes but I wanted to share this with you because I believe every man should get grapefruited when you grapefruit your man, it's going to feel as if you are giving him head and fucking him at the same time. No better feeling will he ever get. Now, what you want to do is make sure the, the, the grapefruit is room temperature. All you have to do is put it in warm water. Do not microwave it. Do not boil it. Then, once it gets to that temperature, all you need to do is roll it. The reason why you want to roll it is Angels because you want to juice solutions. it up a little bit. Oh, my God. The juicier, the better. Dot com, guys. Then what you want to do is you're going to find the navel. There's two navels to the grapefruit. You want to take a knife and you actually want to cut one side of that navel off. Then what you're going to do is you're going to take it to the other side and do the same thing. So you should have a grapefruit that has two sides missing just like this. Now what you're going to do is you're going to put a hole in the middle of the grapefruit approximately the size of your man's penis. Do not make it too big. Do not make it too tight. Just approximate. Then what you want to do is you're going to take the knife midway down and make sure it goes all the way through. Look how all you want to do large is of a nice hole, hole she puts in, this. in the middle of the grapefruit. <laughs> it makes me feel bad. I'm like, now if you take it and make it too big, like the that's okay. Size you can of the I can put my foot through that. Like your vagina. And if you make it too tight, all you have to do is take your finger and push the flesh back. It's just grapefruit. So this is what you do. Say, baby, you know what? Tonight I want to do something a little freakier. I want to suck your dick blindfolded. Your man will blindfold himself if he knows he's going to get some head. So now, <laughs> the man is in the bed. You have the grapefruit already prepared oh, under the bed. You smell the citrus in the air. Now, you have to get his penis erect. So what you're going to do is just suck his dick. That's like you said you were going to do. She has a dildo. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Once he's nice and erect, what you're going to do is replace the grapefruit. It sounded like a, a, a vacuum. Up and down on his shaft. Oh my head god! At the same time. I'm so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'd be like, where now did ladies, my penis remember, go? Remember, grapefruit is also a fat burner. So you're actually losing weight while you're sucking this dick. Now, once you're doing this technique, oh, it feels shit. amazing to him, but he still has no idea what you're doing. So what you want to tell your man to do is this: take the blindfold off. He's going to be looking at you like, what the hell are you doing? But he'll never say stop. All he's going to be thinking is, I could have been fucking a grapefruit for all these years. And that's the grapefruit yeah. technique. And then he leaves you because now he's got the grapefruits. <laughs> all right, that's from uh, www.angelseroticsolutions.com. That sounds like a tech company, oh Erotic Solutions. <laughs> I am so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh 
Thank you, Karina. Yeah. That is. Thank you, Karina. That was one of the greatest very, things on the internet. It was very appropriate. And uh, thank God my mom stopped listening to this like. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> 20 God episodes my, ago. Thank God my dad does not listen to this and that my mom hasn't figured out how to listen to this. <laughs> surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Did um did you go to our friends at Six Mile today? I did. Did they recognize you? Jen? They did. They they said hello right away, and they were like, "Are you on duty this week?" I was like, "You know it." And then they asked where John was. They don't ask about me. Ouch. Yeah, but you never go in there without. I guess without. Yeah, without, you, without a man's. Oh, guidance. shut up. <laughs> anyway, all right. Here we go. All right. Cheers. Peach. Yeah. Peach vodka? Kettle one, peach and orange blossom botanical. Ooh. I will say for a vodka, that was a pretty smooth shot. Yeah. It goes good with a grapefruit. Kettle one's a good top shelf Or brand. whatever this is. I said it goes good with a grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> with grapefruiting? Yeah. Kettle one's good vodka. I think it's better than Great Goose. No. What? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Mm. That was good. Yeah. I'm su- I'm surprised you picked vodka, knowing how much you dislike it. Yeah, I know, but I it, I it just stuck out to me. I had to. Do we need to get more vodka before the game? I mean, tequila, probably because we are out of tequila from this drink. Yeah, we probably will have to. The question is, should we? So, where are we going, Jen? You all right, Jen? Yeah, I'm thinking. That was the hint point. tonight was scar singular. So where are we going and who are we killing? Jen. Uh, South Carolina. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, but I don't know who we're killing. But I don't know why. Normally when you when you said scar at first, I thought like maybe someone like maybe the killer had a scar. But then I was like scar could stand for something. So I'm going to guess South Carolina. South Carolina A-R or something. Hmm. That's a good but, guess. But what happens in your story? I don't know. It's like some sort of organization that like that conspires so, to kill somebody. No, I don't know. I don't know what ha- I can't think of. I can't think of. We can come up with some really good science fiction novels with some of your guys' guesses. You know. Yeah. Okay. At first, this morning, I was kind of going with what you were thinking. Like maybe the killer has a scar. That's like really noticeable. Yeah, and like that's how he gets caught. Now I'm kind of thinking. I'm going to go with Arizona as my guess. Um, did you, do you have a year, Jen? Uh, 2016. <clears throat> mm, I'm going to say 88. And I think instead of the killer having a scar, I think what the killer does to his victims is that he... St- there, he like leaves some sort of scar oh, or gash or mark yeah, or something. Yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah. Thank you. I've been working on this that all day. So, are you guys ready to get started? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's take this one more shot. Cheers. Cheers. Whoa. What was that? Why did you hold your ear? I don't know. I thought about that as the shot was going down. Did you never do that before? Did you no. Mean, did you mean to plug your nose? No, I don't. No, know. she didn't plug her nose. She like I had my finger behind my ear or something. I don't know. It was really weird. That is weird. But I, I thought it was like something to help you do something. I, I don't know. I might do that from now on. That was kind of cool. Yeah, it was cool. I think it might help. It's your new signature thing. Yeah. 
Jen, would you be so kind as to read? Jen, will you be so kind as to read this piece of paper? Yes. Which part of the paper would you like me to read? The top, bottom, and the middle? The whole thing, Jen. Okay. Possible story for... Oh, from Grace! Yay! Grace Dwyer. Not not Grace. Yeah, we have two Graces. We have two Graces. Yeah. So, this is Gra- my Grace. Grace from co- Jen's college. Yeah. This murder happened in the town I go to in Maine. It's like my second home. It Dang, is. Maine. They're ah. there all the time. And it's beautiful. Moose Pond. So nice. I've been there a few times. So, it's really cool. It sounds interesting. Grace. <laughs> Short and to the point. Thank you, Grace. <laughs> so there's a murder that happened in Maine, which we... Bridgeton, Maine. Well, she sent... Yeah, Bridgeton, Maine. She sent me a link, and oh, okay. you guys have never heard of this. I have never heard of it, but we are going to be talking about the murder of Crystal Perry. Oh! oh. <laughs> She's got my last name. Oh! <laughs> you didn't know my last name? Oh, I knew your last name. I just didn't put the pieces together. I was just trying to act surprised. Uh, okay, so thank you so much, Grace, for your suggestion. I did a lot of research on the story, including reading the book by, I don't want to give it away, by the daughter called... Of the killer? Of the victim? No. <laughs> what? Oh. That's a legitimate oh, question. Yeah, that was a legitimate question. <laughs> And you, like, laugh in my face. Oh, what a stupid question. No, by the daughter of the deceased. And the book, her name is Sarah Perry. Oh, my sister knows someone named Sarah Perry, but her mom wasn't murdered. Oh, and... Perry's a pretty common last name. Been dad. What? Uh, okay, been yeah. Dad. You're right. You said mom. You said the parent. The daughter. It could have been a mother. Or oh a yeah, father yeah, or yes, You're right. right. Okay, sorry. But a dad. It's like that. that no, no, I said thing. Remember the no. Did I said the murder of Crystal Perry? That would mean the dad's name is oh. Crystal. Yeah, <laughs> which could be. I mean, yeah, nothing's impossible <laughs> these days. Um, but I mean, Perry is a really common last name where I'm from, um, up north. Hmm. So it was pretty funny. Yeah, John. I know a few. I'm a Perry. Um, Perry Winkle. Perry Winkle. I've been called Perry the Platypus. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> that should be your next tattoo. I've been called Perry Winkle. I've been called. I think that's it. Oh, that's that exciting. Bad. Yeah. I kind of like Perry the Platypus. He's a cool character. He has the detective hat. Oh no, I've been called Little P. <laughs> Little P. Little P. That was my name in uh, high school. When you High were school. Just... Like, because I used to hang out with all my brother's older uh... friends. Because I didn't hang out with anyone my age. I only hung out with older guys that my brother knew. So they would always call me Little P because my brother was obviously P. Big, big P. Oh. No, he was, oh. no, he wasn't Big P. My dad was Big P. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, and my, my brother was, you know. Just P. Just P, I guess. <laughs> in, in between oh, America's P. least favorite vegetable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So the book tonight... I love peas, actually. Uh, yeah, peas are good. I got lunch at the school the other day, and they it was... I mean, it was cafeteria food, but pea was the vegetable, and I loved that. I love peas. I think they're delicious. They are. They're sweet. Put some butter on them and salt and pepper. Mm-mm. Delish. You know what I really cannot stand when people take a bowl of peas and smash them up? 
And then why would you do that? I've seen people do that. They do that in the military. So no. they smash them up like paste. It's gross. Yeah, I mean, split pea, split pea soup is really good. No pea soup. But know, people like crush them up like mashed but that, potatoes. But part of the fun is to like crunch yeah. them in your mouth. Yeah. I yeah. When we were little, like a blueberry. Yeah. When like we were, uh, pop rocks. Yeah. When we no, not like pop rocks, but nice try. <laughs> when we were um, little, we used to grow snow peas in our garden. Oh. And like we'd eat them. Maybe that's the vegetable so you can good. try, Nicole. Yeah, maybe. No, we're gonna start growing. I have to redo up. the whole thing because we um. <laughs> For, with the fence situation, oh, yeah. which is fine because I had better, bigger and better plans. We're going to start growing mushrooms. You like, said that. seriously. I've been taking those pills and they've been helping me. When's we the last time? Do, we need to do a stand I used bed. to burp all mm. the time. Have I not? Like all yeah, the time. Yeah, you actually haven't been at I, all. Like hardly ever. Yeah. I mean, during the podcast, I would I do it like over and over and over and over. I know. I and thought that, you were just like being courteous. No. I oh. literally had a problem. Oh. Yeah. I've always had that problem. Now I don't. Yeah, they are helping. That's awesome. So our other Talco Supremo, Grace, mm-hmm. has requested before that I do book reviews. So I am doing a book review, and it'll probably just be me on webcam talking about the book. A full book review of this book. With a list of books? That are you gonna well, I'm just going to do one a week because I basically read one a week for these stories. Yeah. But this one is called After the Eclipse. It's by Sarah Perry, the daughter of the victim. Mm-hmm. And I have it here on Kindle. It's $2.49 on Kindle, if you guys want to pick it up. It, and it's a, it's a memoir about, not just about the killing, it goes into very good detail, which we're going to get into, which you won't find anywhere else but in this book, because this comes from the daughter. Mm. And you'll see why I say that in a minute. But it's a very well-written book. She is... Where is she from? Is she from Maine? Yeah, she's from that town, but she now lives in North Carolina mm. and... Hmm. This is from Sarah Perry's uh, website. Sarah Perry is the author of the memoir, After the Eclipse, which was named the New York Times Best Book Review Editor's Choice and Poets and Writers Notable Nonfiction Debut. Wow. And a Barnes & Noble Discover Great New Writers pick. Perry is the recipient of the 2018 Betty Bearson Emergent Writer Award and a fellowship from the Edward Albee Foundation. She holds an MFA in nonfiction from Columbia University. Oh, my God. And is the 2019 McGee Distinguished Professor of Creative Writing in Davidson College. Oh, I applied to Davidson. Where is that? It's in North Carolina. Oh. Grace, if if you're looking for just a book that you can get. That was my initial try try to go down to the Carolinas. Oh. My college. Did you get in? Nope. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> that was when um, Steph Curry was there. Oh. Um, so, no shot in hell. So, Grace, if you're looking for a really good what book. could have been? Grace, if you're looking for a really good book to read, this is it. You'll get sucked in. I did. Why are you saying Jen? Okay. I said Grace. Oh. Yeah. I thought you said Jen. Grace. Grace and Jen. If you guys are looking for a really good book. <laughs> I didn't hear my name. <laughs> oh, okay. Somebody's getting um, what? What do you call it when you get too famous? Schwacy faced? No. <laughs> so wait, we all decided, right? If we get famous, we are gonna sell out, right? Or we're not gonna sell out. I can't remember. <laughs> you mean like use our so- use our songs to sell cars? Yeah. Like Nickelback. Or- <laughs> <sighs> all right. All right. All right. 
Now, enough about the book. We are going to be reading excerpts from the book because you'll love it. Now, guys, and that that full book review of this will be up in the forum February 1st. We're going to a full forum. You guys will love it. Love it, love it, love it. If you're not already a Taco Supremo, you have until the 1st to be grandfathered in. And that will not only be awesome for you, but it'll also save you a whole lot of moolah. That's right. Yeah. Get it now before we're too famous for you. All right, fuck it. We're going to Brighton, Maine. Jen, tell us everything you know about Brighton, Maine in, in, in 15 seconds. Oh, in Bridgeton, Maine in 15 seconds. One, two, three, go. Well, there's Shawnee Peak, which is a ski, ski resort. There's Cool House that Grace and her family have. It's on Moose Pond. Ten seconds there's left. Movies, there's a movie theater. It's a cute little town. You can drive around. How many and there's, five seconds oh, left. The, the, camp, the camp, the camp, and, and the camp. Three seconds, and, and, Jen. Three seconds, The camp, and what's it called? You're done. Well, you wasted like ten seconds talking about the camp. <laughs> <laughs> the camp across the lake from camp, uh, the Lindsay Lohan movie. Camp Crystal. Oh, uh, Yes. Parent Trap. Yes, the Parent Trap. Camp Crystal Lake. I love that movie. That's in Bridgeton, Maine. Or no. What's that camp that that Jason was killing those kids at? Camp uh, Crystal something. Camp Jason. Jason from a... I don't watch that shit. uh, That's in New Jersey. You used my stutter against me. And you tried to pressure (laughs) me. And that did not help. If you guys even heard what Jen said, you probably didn't. I'm kind of kind of All they heard was the camp. All right. Camp. Camp Town, USA. That is Bridgeton, Maine, is Camp Town, USA. It is beautiful as the Dickens in it's, Bridgeton, Maine. It really is so nice. Yeah, so nice. It gets cold, obviously, in the winter. It's in fucking Maine. What do you want from me? But, but during it's the summer. in the winter, too. Yeah, there's mountains. There's, like, skiing. Yeah, skiing, there's Shawnee Peak. There's ducks. There's and, antelope. And, and I forgot to say this in my 15 seconds. Shawnee Peak. Um, Jen, the, you can't. Babe, keep the <laughs> Shiny Peak, the way that the trees are designed that in the winter when it snows, it spells out love. Yes. Damn it, I was going to really? say that. Really? Yeah. Do you have a picture? Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. What, what's the creek? It's a, I thought it was a ski resort. Shawnee Peak. Oh, my God. Is that intentional? Yes. I think. I'm sure. The slogan for Bridgeton, Maine is love always. My friends call us the hidden gem. It's a secret in a way. Is that a vineyard? There's a cool sense I've of been community. There. It definitely has that quintessential New England charm. I've been there. In your blood. I got fudge there in blueberry jam. Oh, it's so pretty. Love always. 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 So, love always, and we're talking about a brutal murder tonight. <laughs> for a second, I almost forgot what we were here to talk about. Yeah, yeah isn't exactly. it so nice? Oh my gosh! So we went there for Grace's twenty first birthday, and it was a fun time. I bet. And one, so we, so um, on the day that Grace turned twenty one, her birthday, we went um, and we went to the New Hampshire liquor store on the way because you know it's like no tax there, and like we bought, mm. and I wasn't twenty one yet, but so Grace bought me some liquor i think i got mics and we got wasted on mics and by we i mean me and um <laughs> we were sitting out on her dock and then we were in the water 
And I got bit by a spider, and then, like, I was just really too drunk to care. And then, like, I took a bath. Like, everyone was showering. I took a bath. I don't know why I took a bath instead of a shower. But I thought I was in there for, like, half an hour. We're watching The Notebook. I thought I was in there for half an hour, and I thought I was, like, drowning in the bathtub. And I came out, and I was like, sorry, I took so long. He's like, Jen, you've been gone for, like, five minutes. It was really it was really funny. Then there's this really great picture of me and Grace where we went out to dinner that night. So Bridgeton is a population in 2010, 5,210. Tiny town. Tiny town. So Grass Valley was 13,000. So that was a small town. Barron was like 3,000? Yeah. Mm. We're going to the summer of 1992. You guys don't remember, that's when Bill Clinton got in office. And I was eight years old. You guys weren't even born yet. I yes, we were. We were born. have... Sexual relations with, with that, that woman. woman, and then like a week later, I had sexual relations with that woman. But let with, me explain here. It was with a cigar tube. <laughs> what? You didn't know that? What? No. She was under my desk giving you me a BJ. Didn't well, know that that is how um, one of the ways in which he, uh, you know, with it was with a, you know, the metal cigar cases. So his wiener fit in a metal cigar no, case? No, 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 He took a metal cigar case and, you know, used Put it that. up her booty hole? No, not her booty hole, but up her hoo-ha. Oh, up her hoo-ha? Mm-hmm. Was he, like, puffing out of it? Like, <laughs> It wasn't a cigar. It was a cigar case, but, like... Oh, well, I mean, case. there may have been a cigar in it. I don't know. But why would you do that? You know, this is to get stuck up there. <laughs> That's why. Bill... You freak. This episode yeah. has officially made me like very uncomfortable. Yeah. This episode. You need to watch John Mulaney. That's you need to watch John Mulaney. This episode is brought to you by two things, two people here. Bill Clinton is sponsoring this episode. Thank you, Bill. The other is Grapefruit? Angels um, Erotic Solutions.com. So, guys, if you want to know the best way to please your man, Head on over to angelseroticsolutions.com. I know it sounds like a tech website, <laughs> like, like website solutions. But yeah, go to angelseroticsolutions.com right the, now. For the record, I was the first one to finish my drink. I was very close second. Yes. And I did think I, I think I poured myself more. I we just confirmed that Angel's Erotic Solutions is still online. Oh, oh, fellatio, fellatio secrets! You can learn the fellatio secrets. These have helped thousands of women. Did you see the huge rock on her ring? I Where? noticed that. That when you look at the video, I mean, she, she may have some loud head, but she's making somebody happy. I can't she's read saying. this because her her website is in all capital letters, and that makes me uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable, but like I can't read it because it just looks like a whole block of letters. Okay, so we're going to summer '94. Nicole's going to be reading some of the passages. All right, passages. Good. She's a good reader. I am not. The excerpts from I do the, not read um, good. Book Why after the eclipse. <laughs> we're going to May 11th slash May 12th, 1994. This is right at the stroke of midnight. Jen, stay with me today. Stroke of midnight. Summer Jen, please put the can down. I just want to see where it's brewed. Jen, can we please do this murder, please? Yes, we're doing the murder. Yeah, but don't be focusing on that. Give me the can. And don't you be looking at the other can. You can have it when we're done. Because I don't want to throw it away. <laughs> it's okay. I have the answer I was looking for. It's in Michigan. I thought it was in Maine. Uh, British in Maine. May 11th through May 12th. 
1994. It's a stroke of midnight. In fact, during the story... I should ring my cowbell. It's pouring down rain outside. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a small, small town. Mm -hmm. And this is a small house that we're going in right now. Like a cottage? Yeah, it's basically a little college. Cottage. Cottage. Maybe two bedrooms. Probably not even that. It's like, I'll show you a picture. It's like one and a half bedroom. Very small. But quaint. Mm -hmm. It's a small, quaint home. If that's the right word. Yeah. How do you have half a bedroom? I don't know. I'm kind of getting drunk already. Me too. Well, I'm not, and I'm a beer and a half ahead of you guys. I'm going to wake up at six. Yay! I'm going to tell you the story tonight through the eyes of a 12-year-old. We just did the Jamie Claus story. Oh, is this Sarah? We just did the Jamie Claus story. Jamie Claus 13. And you heard her. Yeah, that was a crazy you, story. So you kind of see the age. Now we're going a year back from that. I'm not a year back, but one year younger, 12-year-old daughter, Sarah Perry, the one that wrote the After the Eclipse. After the Eclipse has a very, you're like, After the Eclipse, what does that even mean? We just had an eclipse. Yeah, the moon was no, red. No, that was a wolf blood moon. But that was a lunar eclipse. Oh, yeah. So For those of you who saw my Snapchat story, I'm sorry. Slash, you're welcome. So, May 11th, May 12th, 1994. It's the stroke of midnight. Sarah, 12-year-old, she's in her bed snoozing. Snoo- I mean, it's the summer. She's snoozing. Pouring down rain. This night was, like, flooded. She was in her bedroom, and she gets woken up by some something in the kitchen. Now, this is like midnight, 1230. Some arguing. She lives with her mom, Crystal. Single mom. And I know I always say this episode is dedicated to this, that, and the other. Screw that. This episode tonight is dedicated to those mama bears out there. Those single moms. This is for you. And mm-hmm. we got a lot of tacos that are single moms. Yep. Mm-hmm. And... No one knows all the stuff that you do. No one knows how you do it, but somehow you keep pushing along and we thank you so much. Yeah. Because th- you guys are seriously troopers. I think it's the maternal drive to know that like, I'm not saying I know because I don't have any kids, but I just, I mean, and I'm not one to assume because when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, but. Like, I just think that it has something to do with the maternal drive, like, knowing that you have to do well by your kid that keeps them going. Like, there, and I'm not saying that, you know, that's the only reason, but, like, like, you you know, you have, you know, you have another life to take care of. Like, you can't just be like, peace, bye, kid. Like, you you have, like, and it keeps you going because you want to, you want to do well by your kid and you want your kid to feel proud of you, I feel like. But I don't have kids, so I can't really elaborate so if i'm wrong sorry if i'm right i don't know future don you can yeah. cut that whole thing no i don't cut it that's good I, d- <laughs> I do like i said this is for our mama bears out there um you guys don't get enough credit you yeah know. shout out mom so this is you, for you guys you're not gonna hear this there's arguing in the kitchen now she's 12 years old she's not a toddler she can kind of understand what's going on the voice that she hears, she doesn't really recognize, but she's behind a closed door, so it's kind of muffled. She can hear the arguing. The 
You you know what I'm saying? Like when your parents are behind another yeah. room, it's yeah. like you muffled, know, you know but you can kind of tell yeah. the mom's voice. You know what they're, you know, you may not yeah. know exactly what they're talking about, but you know. That exactly. Yeah, like in you. Yeah. But so she hears that and then it starts escalating. Now, this is nothing new in Sarah's life. As a single mom, Crystal does the best she can to raise her daughter, but she does not have the best track record with men. And that's not her fault. She, just some men are just shitty. True. Right. Mm-hmm. And hundred percent. Literally, you gotta you gotta go through a bunch of shitty ones to find a good one. That's right. I mean, that's just how it is, and that's how it was back then. Mm-hmm. So it's not her fault. But earlier that night, keep in mind there was no one at home because as a single mom and her daughter, they are two peas in a pod. They know everything that's going on in each other's lives. They have to. They depend on each other. So she knew when Sarah or Sarah knew when she went to bed, it was just her and mama. There was no one else in the house. So whoever's in the house now arguing must have came late night. Okay. A boyfriend or maybe the door is cracked a little bit of Sarah's room. Now she's in her bed. She's kind of waking up. She's the arguing escalates. She kind of sits on her bed, like trying to listen, trying to make out what is going on she knows it's arguing she knows it's yelling back and forth and then all of a sudden it gets to another level her mom crystal starts screaming no 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 i can't do a female's voice but just screaming no like a whole nother level and then sarah hears that familiar sound of the kitchen drawer being open Hmm. and you know what's in them drawers knives knives are in them drawers and she hears them, the silverware kind of clinking and clink, clink, clinking and clanging all the metal. Mm-hmm. Sarah knows it's a knife. Nicole, can you read this? Then, boots thundering across the linoleum, a drawer pulled to the end of its runner, slamming at the end. Metal on metal, a knife pulled out, surely. Impossibly, her scream gets louder. And that scream, I hear absolute terror, terror I didn't even know existed. And then, a heavy, wet thudding, fast-paced. My hectic mind brings me to the image of a gigantic fish, a 500-pound deep-water sturgeon wet and thrashing for air and life and hollow kitchen floor. A hopeless seizure. I know there is no fish. The fish is insanity. So oh that, my goodness. Yeah. So That's very good the, writing. Quite the visual. This book is freaking amazing. All right, here's what happened. I can't believe it's only two ninety nine on Kindle. No, two forty nine. Oh my gosh, that's a steal. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's a digital book. It's Kindle. Yeah, I. But um, she has all those awards. Yeah, she, I, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I mean, if you if you want to sit down and read a like raw, it's raw. If you don't mm. want some of those authors, you can tell they're just like puffing themselves up or making themselves or, or they're not saying everything. This girl does not care. Mm. Or this woman, excuse me. She writes the truth. Mm. Yeah. Like Puff Daddy, vote or die. That's the truth. He's no longer Puff Daddy. He's just Diddy. Dids. (laughs) (laughs) That guy has changed his stage name like six times. Yeah, I feel like you only get it maybe like once. One change. See, I know for me, I'll be Jen Collins for life. You wouldn't change your name if we got married? This is assuming I don't get married. Oh, well. Maybe I'll go to Ireland and meet another Collins. That'd be cool. Then I don't have to change my name. 
But you also don't have to go to Ireland to make that happen. Collins is a pretty common name. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh. Or you can bully your man into changing his name. No, I don't want to emasculinize him. Em- ema- What's the word I'm looking Emasculate? for? Emasculate? Emasculate. He's like, get up, bitch. <laughs> no, I, no, see, see, I'm gonna get I, don't, sparks. I don't really want to be, like, a, a dominant, like. A I, dom. I'm not a dom. Tied up by the dom. <laughs> the gen <laughs> the, dom. <laughs> they the should make dom. a Fifty Shades of Grey, but a female version. Where are you guys going? What the fuck? Am I doing this by myself? Hello. Hi, Grace. Hi. How are you? Hi. Hey, Grace. Oh, hi. We're recording. You're on our podcast. I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of drunk. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing your story, Crystal Perry. Yay. So she was from your hometown? No. No. From the town that I go to in Maine. They have a family, um, a family, like, all season house up there. Well, it's a good story. So thank you. The book's really good too. That is written about it. Such a small town. I know. I was telling them about all the places and about the camp that they filmed the um, parent trap at. This is the first time in Talk Murder to Me history that we've had an on-air caller. Unless you count me uh, skyping in to do our episodes over the holiday breaks, but um, Grace. You have set a record in our podcast history, so congratulations. Winner! Yay, I'm so excited. <laughs> Did you I get... Know, I, was, I, like, I always text in after I listen to episodes, like, responding to things that you guys... I know, and so... Yay! Like, real time. Sometimes, sometimes she'll text me things, and, like, and out of context, she'll just text me, like, responses to, to something that I said in the podcast. I'd be like, what? She's like, you said that in the podcast, and I'm like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> don't remember <laughs> well we gotta go back to telling the story but i'm so glad you answered your phone right away that was like the fastest answer ever she knew <laughs> yeah she knew okay all righty grace all right love you grace okay. bye grace love you. we bye, love grace. you too all right bye. thank you for supporting us yes love you bye bye all right let's get on with it yeah it's talk murder we talk about murder, but I don't want to talk. I want to talk about the murder, of course, but I want to frame this story in the mind of the daughter, the 12 year old that experienced this traumatic event because she was in the house when her mother, Crystal Perry, met her ultimate demise. And to try to wrap our head around her mindset is something we've never done before. We always try to wrap our head around the killer's mindset. But tonight I want to focus on her, the psychology of what she went through as much as we can. Sarah, she was in her bedroom. Now the door was cracked. She starts hearing the scream and her mom is screaming and then she hears the knife's clank, clank, clank. And she knows, she knows immediately that that's a knife and things have gotten out of control. What does she do? She, she's already at the door, the crack in the door. She's looking out, but she can't see anyone. And she doesn't really recognize the voices. Even her own mother's voice is muffled. How late at night did you say it was? This was, she looked out the door. She cracked the door open just enough. She tried, she couldn't see anything, but she did see the clock. It said one o'clock. Oh, okay. You did say it was midnight. Okay, at first. So it was 1 a.m. sharp when she cracked that door and was looking out. She is scared for her own life Mm -hmm. as well, which she should be. Because obviously someone's in there attacking her mom. 
a 12 year old girl, what are you going to do? Run in there and save the day? She quietly shuts the door. It's quiet as she, she probably waited to one of the loud moments and then kind of like, mm. because that little lock, you know, that circular lock yeah. that you're always just trying to like put Pop. so much pressure on it, but like just a little bit so it doesn't make that noise. But it's always like click, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because what, if the killer didn't know she was in there mm. and then she, the killer hears the door shut, she's next. That's the only logical conclusion to that, right? Makes sense. Now, and I'm not doing any justice. She was terrified out of her mind during this whole event. And she started hearing a banging noise. Now, a banging noise? What's a banging noise? Well, it's the knife going through the body so hard. Bang, 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 hitting the floor of the kitchen. The floor? Hitting the floor How is so times? hard. No. I'm just going to say, well, I'm, I was going to get to that later, but the coroner said over 50 times <gasps> Crystal Perry was stabbed. Oh, my word. All up and down the body in in a horrific rage. So hard that she heard that banging sound. She'll never forget it. It's 50 <clears throat> times? 50 times or more. Actually, it was a guess, 50 times, because in reality, he knows it's... He knows it's at least 50. That's ridiculous. Like, it does not you take know? that many stab wounds to kill somebody. Like, I mean, that's if you think like, about that, that's almost a minute long. That's probably a minute long. More than, stabbing. because because when you but think about it... A couple times, a couple... It might take a second, I don't know, for the forward and backward motion. But, like, you, you, like, when you stab someone, I wouldn't know. But, like, when you... I'm assuming that when you stab someone, it takes a while to get, like... The resistance, yeah, because the body, like the if you're where was it that he was stabbing everywhere? The chest, yeah, everywhere in the chest, like the chest. You have the ribs and like bones and the sternum. Like that shit is, you know, yeah. that's that's it. We're built like if I poke you, like it's not like I have to put a lot of force to like poke you, but like if I yeah. like if I want to get through your that's arm, and you gotta put a lot of fucking force. That's a lot. Yeah, that's at least that's a, at, over a minute. I'd say at two to three minutes of stabbing at yeah. least. Well, and I, I just, I'm just really sad about that. Well, think about it. Okay. Yeah. Two, three minutes, but think about it like this. It's an eternity. The 12 yeah. year old daughter is sitting on her bed <sighs> and the sound of her mother is like, no, 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 no. And then she notices it gets quieter. She's like, no, you know, the sound because she's dying, obviously, the sound of her getting murdered it gets quieter and quieter and quieter and quieter and quieter. That's what she went through. That's the while she's sitting there helpless. Number one, not knowing if he's going to if he's she's just waiting her turn. If he knows she's in there and, and she's next. And number two, being so helpless and hearing that. Is, it, is this a freaking awful nightmare? I'm like actually really upset right now. Like, I don't know if it's the tequila or the beer or just my empathy for other humans, but like, I just, hearing this story just makes me so upset. Like, I'm literally about to cry. Yeah, it's a sad story. It is. Like, this, and it's, like if you, I just if you don't really understand want to, what's wrong with people. If you really want... That's why the book is so great, because it's raw. It talks... Mm. It, she doesn't care. It's almost like the way she... That passage was like poetry. She doesn't yeah, care was. who's reading it. She's writing it for herself, for herself to move on. She's writing it for herself 
to find closure. And you can see that in the book. And that's why it's a bestseller. And oh, that's yeah. why, shit. I mean, I, I bought it on Kindle because I didn't know if it was going to be good or not. I'm I'm going out to buy it. Yeah, I'm going to buy hard, it, obviously. Hard copy, yeah. Hard copy, yeah. I mean, kidding me? This is a a highly under, like, no one knows about it. Yeah. It's, but true. it's true crime at its finest. I mean, it's, the next section I have on my paper here is, I think, well-named. It's called Finding Mommy. So, now what? Uh, She's in her room. Eventually, the screaming stops. Eventually, and the phone the actually... The person leaves. They, the you know, leaves. it's 1994, so they have the hook phones. Yeah. But not the not the rotary phones, but the... Yeah. You know, the yeah. ones with the, the dangle? The, yeah. Yeah. The, the cord. The cord. That thing gets knocked off the hook. On top of the screaming, dying down. On top of the dial tone. Deet, deet, deet. Sorry, your call cannot be, or whatever. Completed as dialed. Yeah. Please hang up and try your call again. Because what happens after that? You just, you have to hang it back up to call again. Yeah, but then eventually that stops. So after that stops and the screaming stops and... As a 12-year-old girl, she describes it as everything was just quiet. She didn't hear the killer leave. Mm. She didn't know if he was still in there, but it it was very quiet in the house. Mm. Very quiet. And she would have sat there and for weeks or whatever, you know, but she knew. The way she explains it is, okay, it's it's now the time for me to be a big girl. I have to go help mom, mommy out. So, I mean, the book, I'm telling I can, I ain't doing this any justice. The book, just read the book. It's freaking amazing. It's almost like I could see this, like, it's amazing that we just did Jamie Class last episode and we were, it's, it's almost like, I feel like this is the book that she, a similar book that she could write Mm -hmm. Yeah, in 20 years. Yeah. Now, let me uh, backtrack a little bit. The book is called After the Eclipse. The murder actually happened two days after an annual eclipse that she and her mother witnessed together. And, and she was talking about, she has a quote in there that it was the most beautiful thing ever. I mean, you guys seen the eclipse here. Jen, did you see the eclipse oh in Charleston? Oh my gosh. It was beautiful, that right? Was amazing. That saw... was the coolest thing ever. Like everything went, we saw the total, totality, everything's solar black. Eclipse. Yes. Solar eclipse. And everything gets black. Now tonight. And I need you more than ever. And if you only hold me tight, I'll be holding on forever. And you know that we're making it right. Cause we'll never be wrong if the night head through the end of the night. It lies like a shadow on me all of the time. Total eclipse. No, you're supposed to say all of the time. All of the time. All of the time. There's nothing we can do. It's in the heart. Living in a tiny way, kicking out sparks. I really need you tonight. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the word. You started like too far. From I know. The, from the I really did. I would be one of those people to travel to, to go I, see I, the solar finish, eclipse. Wait, but like, no, wait, I have to finish it. the I have to finish the song because it's gonna be stuck in my head. Well, let's, let's, let's <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Right, you can cut it. No, 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 you, no. But you can cut this. On, I'm, I'm on a roll. Please, no. it's gonna be stuck in my head. No, I don't care. Wait, I have I'm to sing total eclipse of the heart. I'm on a roll. All right, listen. 
No, Jen, I gotta, please, this is, I gotta get this out. Don't you want a good story? All right. So you guys both seen the total, I just yelled at Jen, now she's mad, but she'll get O's. All right, you guys both seen the total eclipse. If you guys are some of our Taco Supremos, you've seen Jen. It was behind, it was behind During the blood wolf moon being super wasted on the beach watching the wolf moon. You guys seen that on Snapchat. So you know how beautiful it is. If she even showed a picture, did you even show the moon? I think I think so. <laughs> I did you moon? I don't think so. Did no. you show your moon? <laughs> I did not show my moon. How dare you? I just showed the red moon. We could post the Snapchat story on talkmurder.com. I did save it. Oh yeah, yeah, we should do that. That'd yeah. be really funny. Okay, Nicole, will you read this? This so she talks about how the eclipse was the most beautiful thing ever, and and I mean it is. I, I can't a even lunar put eclipse or... no a uh, solar eclipse. Oh, yeah. I can't even put amazing. her writing in words. She's just such a fantastic writer. But this murder did take place two days after. So oh. this is what she has written. But historically, eclipses are not good signs. Eclipses are threats to safety and order. Angry gods flaunting their power, frogs, dragons, and demons eating the sun. Eclipses portend war, famine, and death. After the eclipse comes chaos and disorder, raping and pillaging. When I look up at the sky, I saw none of this. I saw only beauty that the fire ringed darkness. I didn't know that one small moment of darkness foreshadowed a much greater one. One that would block out the light entirely and hover there and hover there for a very long time. Wow, that's powerful. Yes, the whole book is like that. I mean, she is... Well, that's amazing. Yeah, anyway, I already but, said it. I mean, when I moved down here, the eclipse was like the day or two after I actually got to Charleston. Was that really? Yeah. And um, my oh. my friend Chris and I, we got we ha- we like couldn't find anywhere to get those solar glasses because they were all selling out. So we paid $10 for like the 3D glasses quality you'd get at a movie theater. And not the new 3D glasses that are actually like glasses. The 3D glasses that you get on like the fruit, t- fruit roll-ups box glasses. We pay $10 a piece for those because we want to protect our eyes. And then guess what? We were at the Citadel. I thought it'd be really cool to watch it at the Citadel because, like, it was a, you know, wide open field. And guess what? They were giving them out? No. Well, they gave them out the library. We did get a free, like, viewer thing. But it was cloudy. Oh. It was all clouds. The sun anything? was behind the clouds. Oh, that sucks. We we were on Isle of Palms and we moved to like over by um the target area we like last minute it was like 10 minutes before the eclipse we're like we can't see shit we're not gonna be able to see shit we like immediately got in the car and drove back over the bridge and we were able to see it it was cool it's awesome now let me describe the scene before she walks out the kitchen was a linoleum floor there was blood i meant you know, a white floor turned red. There was so much blood. I mean, you get stabbed 50 times. I mean, yeah. think about it. There's, I mean, all your blood's out of your body. Oh, blood splatter everywhere. Ev- everywhere. Okay, the receiver from the phone was actually pulled out, and it looked like it had been stretched. You know, that little, that um, the cord. springy cord? The cord, yeah. Yeah, the cord. So, it, you know, it stretched out at one point, and it looked like it had shot back. Because if you stretch it out, that little spirally cord, yep. then it shoots back. It looks like someone had tried to grab it and run almost, but then it mm. shoots back through the blood and it leaves like this trail of through the blood from the receiver. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah. So it's just a, a freaking nightmare. Now, Sarah finally gets, she says, all right, 
you know, it's now or never. I I have to save my mom. You know, this is it. Like, I have to go out there. Mm -hmm. So she slowly hits that lock. Click. You know, that little lock on the door, a little circular push lock. And she she pulls the door open. Everything's dark inside. She can see a silhouette on the floor. She's still saying in her head, okay, maybe that's, I mean, it's a body. Maybe it's not my mom. Maybe my mom got the upper hand kind of thing. But she soon finds out that that wasn't the, um, that wasn't the case. Now she describes the scene and this is where I can't do any justice. So she's walking into the kitchen and she describes it as walking through like a funhouse mirror thing where everything's distorted. So in her mind, she is going through trauma at its finest. Like you want to talk about psychology and trauma and actually being in complete trauma. Like she is in it right now. So everything's distorted. She's trying to look at the clock and it's just distorted. Nothing's making sense. Her mother is on the floor and the only way she can tell that it's her mother and not anyone else is because of the familiar blue bathrobe. I mean, that's how dysfunctional the body was right now. Now, there was so much blood on the floor. But right now, quote, I can't slip now. I've got to help. Now is not the time to be small. A new part of me is born right here in this kitchen. Isn't that freaking powerful? That is. Um, Now, she goes on the chapter. She explains seeing the body and everything, and she explains it as... Um, actually disassociating herself. And this is what makes the book so powerful. So when you read the quote, it says we. So she's actually, it's almost like a smaller self. No, not. It's a smaller self and her. Yeah, go ahead, Jen. Once upon a time, I was falling in love. Now I'm only falling apart. I thought it was going to be about this. Nothing I can say. Total eclipse of the heart. Jen, listen. Can you please just cut that in? Because I finally remembered it. Thank you. I thought you were going to chime in about this. Anyway, so she uses the term we because at that moment, she's she's in such a traumatic state that most people will never even experience that she's not herself. It's almost like there's another person looking down at her and both of those people, her and her other self have to get through this. They have to help mom. Her and her other self. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. It's, it's really profound. She walks to the phone that's on the floor. And think about it. You're, your mom's on the floor dead, blood everywhere. You pick up the phone with blood all over it. You Ugh. can barely see the keys. She actually tries to dial 911, but the phone's been off the receiver, and so it doesn't go through. But she doesn't realize you have to hang it back up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And at one point, years later, she says in her book that she remembered vividly that she actually dialed 991. Oh. Probably just out of shock, you know? Yeah. So she, immediately she's she's like, that's not working, this phone. But there is another phone in my mom's bedroom. So she goes down the hall. Now she opens the door slowly, completely dark. And she knows the killer could be in there. Because at the same time, yeah. She didn't know that he left the house. She doesn't at the time even realize that her mom's dead. I mean, yeah, right. she does, but she doesn't want to accept it. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So she's in a mission to save her mom. And... Save herself as well. So she flips the light, empty room. 
she grabs the phone, but she still can't get through. I don't know. It's something. She still huh. tries to dial 911. It doesn't work. Something's wrong. She immediately just runs out the door and she has to step over her mom like two uh. or three times to do this. And at one point she thought she was in a nightmare and she had kicked her mom's ankle and actually like kind of made sure that it was real flesh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To just make sure she's not dreaming. Right. Anyway, she gets out of the house, is pouring down rain. She runs outside. She runs straight to the neighbor's house. She's beating on the door. She's like, and she's screaming, help, help, help. But you can think it's like one thirty in the morning, right? Yeah, yeah. The neighbors, and it's raining real heavily. They probably don't even hear it. Like last night. Okay. Was it raining that heavily? Yeah, and it was windy. And like there was a, a tree branch fell off the tree that my car was parked under. I'm so lucky that. Yeah. Nothing broke my car. So she runs to the other neighbor's house across the street. Same thing, just beating on the door. And actually, that neighbor did call the other one after she left and was saying, I don't know what was going on. Someone was banging on the door. Is everything okay? And that neighbor actually went out to look for Sarah. She bangs on the door of the second neighbor. No one's answering the phone. It's like 1.32 in the morning. Pitch black dark. She's running down in Maine, in Bridgeton, Maine. She's running and she's like, I got to go to town. And in the book, she says, she, she has a feeling that everyone in the world is dead. If that makes sense. Like, no, no, huh. these two people didn't answer their door. Like the apocalypse. Yeah, the apocalypse. I mean, she's so, the trauma is just so fucked up in her head. Well, not only like that, but like her mom, her mom was a single mom. I don't know about, like, extended family or grandparents, but, like, for her, her mom might have been her whole world. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's non-existent. So, like, like, uh, no wonder that it seems like everyone in the world was dead. Like, her mom was probably the most important person in the world to her. It's like Simba when he discovers Mufasa is dead. Scar? No. Oh, yeah. The drink is Scar. Yeah. All right, two neighbors didn't answer. Now she decided the only thing I can do now is run into town. That's the closest neighbors in town, and that's a half a mile away. Now, during in the book, she talks about running through the you know through the drenching rain, and she sees someone bobbing a flashlight behind her, getting closer and closer and closer, and she thinks it's the killer. Little did she know it was actually one of the neighbors mm-hmm. trying to find her, but that didn't play out. He never found her. Okay, now, as she's running into town, she writes, well, she says this, and she writes it in her book. If you want to read this, Nicole. We turn around, passing our house on the way toward town. It takes maybe five minutes to get to the next house. We are running as best we can. Somewhere in those five minutes, there is a moment of grace in which the second self, the strong one, gets distracted and allows another clear thought to cut through the darkness. I feel the precise moment in which my mother's soul departs the earth. Mm. I think of her leaving, of her sadly giving up on this night, on all the years to come. I mouth goodbye. <laughs> that oh, is. I'm like literally oh, crying man. right now. She is a good writer. Yeah, she's fantastic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I don't have time to read this book right now, but I'm, like, going to read this book right now. Yeah. Like, I'm about to leave and just, like, buy this book and start to read it so I can just, like, start crying and yeah, be, get it all out. Yeah, like that because, I mean, she is it's raw. She doesn't – she's writing. She's trying to move on. And it, I don't know. And the fact that she can take her experience and just put it out there for millions or billions, however many people in the world, billions – the fact that she could take her experience and put it out there for a cent. The fact that she can take her experience and put it out there for potentially billions of people to hear is so powerful and so. Like, I, I just don't. Like, she just puts it out there. Like, this is literally it's a lot what. Of courage. It's the. Yeah. Very, very. A lot of courage. Very, a lot of courage. <laughs> It's just and a lot. And we're drunk. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I've been <laughs> right, drunk. I've been I drunk. drunk. But this is a good. It's not a good story. But it's it's no. What do you mean? It's, it's a, a power. It's a powerful story. I mean, it's a sad story for the mom, and but yeah. it's like powerful. I'm like literally feeling it right now. Yeah, not the, the alcohol. The story. Like I'm. Oh, I feel both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I could totally. I mean, well. I don't know what we have for snacks or anything, but I'm going to be hungry after this. <laughs> you I'm, I hop, I hop, I hop. No, I not I hop. Maybe. Oh, oh. <laughs> look at you. <laughs> okay. I have the new Andalus sauce. New? Yeah, that shit is the brand. fucking bomb, Jen. Jen, have one. you ever had it? Not the new one. She tried the, Holy she shit. Tried the one from the squeegee bottle. That shit is. Am- All right. What? We need to start making that over here. Just that like would our tequila. sell out quick. People just got taste. So it. even like I've been to like Belgian food places, and they say that they have Andalus sauce, and it's okay. It, you it, know it, what it, I it, had it. last oh night? God, so that was really really good. And don't at me. Don't what? At, at me. That's at like you? on Twitter, but it's like the Twitter version of "Don't judge me." So don't judge me. But I had Zaxby's last night, and their honey mustard was so you fucking good. Never had good. Zaxby's before. I've never had their honey mustard. It's so their Zach fucking sauce good. Is amazing. The Zach sauce is good too. We had an inventory Chick-fil-A last night. Chick Fil A sauce is the jam. No, here's the secret. Sauce? No, the Chick Fil A sauce. Here's the secret with Zaxby's. You go and get the the salad if you want to be healthy. Yeah. The chicken salad, but yeah. instead of ranch dressing, you get the Zaxby Zach sauce, sauce for and dressing. you use that as yeah, dressing. That's the secret. A, we guys. had that at inventory last <laughs> day, but their honey mustard was the best honey mustard I've ever had in my entire life, and it was so good. And I wish there was a Zaxby's in Mount Pleasant because I would yeah. totally go for I'm that so right now. I'm surprised that there isn't one. By I remember the first day that, that we cool. ate Zaxby's. That's how powerful Zaxby's is. <laughs> when I you think we get first... Zaxby's for dinner <laughs> tomorrow you, you, after you school. You and I were the first. Like no, I mean I had Zaxby's in high school. No, no, I'm saying the first time I had Zaxby's, I was with you. The it's first a time, thing. the first time I had Zaxby's was when I first moved down here. It was on the one on Ashley Phosphate Road, and I was like, "Eh, this is okay," because I didn't get any of the sauces. You didn't get the oh, whatever. well, I didn't. I don't. I, do I didn't like know. I didn't yeah. love it the first time, but yeah. then after I was like, "It's just I need to know it's different from Chick Fil A, and it's more of a savory yeah. sauce than a sweet sauce." Also, like sauce is also Popeyes. They're chicken. I love. Popeyes. I fucking. You're talking my language. Ever? Right now. I 
only have ever You're talking about language. Yeah, this is, is a, we're in the South now. So You're talking about some Popeyes. Good. Is Popeyes chicken? Louisiana? Yeah, yes, Louisiana, but, like, but they're all so over the place. It's so flaky and yeah, so yeah. good. I love I, it. We I had a Popeyes, Popeyes in Hamden in Connecticut, and I will always, Popeyes will always have a special slash, like, yeah. I blame you place in my heart because it was the first meal that I had. I was doing that ideal protein diet when I was in my junior year of college, and I lost, like, 50 pounds, and it was great. And then, like, I was in my senior year, and I was like, you know what? This is my senior year. I'm 21. I want to drink with my friends. I want to have fun with my friends. Not to say I'm totally going to abandon my diet, but I was like, I want to have a good time and not have to worry about eating space food. So I went and I got Popeyes, and that was the first thing that I had that wasn't, like, ideal protein. And it will, I'll never forget. But I I'd, I'd had it before. We used to go all the time. And Grace, actually funny story, Grace loves the biscuits. She yeah, loves the, the she loves amazing. the Popeyes biscuits. So shout out Grace. The mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, is this shit? I haven't had their mashed potatoes and gravy because I love their fries. Yeah. No, you dip the fries in the mashed potatoes and what? gravy. So oh good. my god! You know what? And I want to try their onion rings though. <laughs> I, I didn't know they had. Onion they rings. do. I found out the other day. I did not have them, but their <clears throat> chicken is so good. Like I almost like. All right, if I could, I mean, I love Chick Fil A, but like if Chick Fil A wasn't in the picture. This is my perfect. Chick Fil A wasn't in the picture. If Chick Fil A wasn't in the picture, <laughs> if Chick Fil A wasn't in the picture, uh, my ideal meal for chicken would be Popeyes chicken and Bojangles French fries. Yeah, they need to make a restaurant that combines the best of everything, like a food court. No, because then you. I'm talking about like one restaurant that you can get Chick Fil A, like a Chick Fil A sandwich, and get Popeyes. Uh, mashed potatoes, you can get Bojangles fries, you know, all in the same one. Because that's what people want, man. They want, like, every place has something really good, but we we want everything good. Yeah. Sonic is going to start doing fried Oreos. I fucking love Sonic. I'm not a big Sonic fan. I'm I sorry. I I'm love sorry. Sonic. Their tater tots, shout out, Kristen. Their tater tots. I, like I think Sonic. their food so is good. so cheap. I, I Me and Kristen, who's one of our tacos. I like their jalapeno, their cheddar peppers. I, okay, I yes, I do like their jalapeno. I have jalapeno. not had those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and, those are really good. Me and our yeah. one of our tacos. Yeah. I, I don't know if she's Supremo. I think she is. But anyway, she's she. we, we used to go to, to um Sonic. And there was a time when my car and college. Is limeade? Oh, so fucking good. Yeah. And the cranberry limeade is really good, too. Oh, I love Sonic. And they have a really good breakfast burrito. Ooh. Sarah eventually found someone to help. She actually had to run a half a mile or more into town oh. in the pouring rain. She found this little Italian restaurant, and she was banging on the door. And this is like 2 in the morning. And the the owner of the Italian restaurant opened the door mm. And she's like, someone stabbed my mom. Like, I need help. And he's just staring at her. And then all of a sudden, what it, this is really funny in the book. She says, he's just staring at me. And then the 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 wife comes and pushes him out the way. He's like, get the hell out the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something you yeah. know. <laughs> she's like, get the hell out of the way. I know how to Let deal, with this. deal with this. <laughs> yeah. One more side note. If I could just get an IV of Chick-fil-A's lemonade, I'd be happy. Go on. Really? Hmm. You want an IV of lemonade going in your punch? <laughs> yeah. Chick-fil-A's lemonade, to be clear. All right. It's delicious. Crystal Perry was a bona fide redhead, like red. Natural? As Why do I all keep wanting to say red as the Dickens? Why do I want to use the word Dickens? You said Dickens I don't know. Twice I know. Today. She Did was. Really? Yeah. 
She's red as oh, the yeah, Dickens. Oh, yeah, you did. And I'm going to show you a picture of her right meow. <laughs> Natural meow. redhead? Natural redhead. And in fact, a like lot... Like the tomato killer. Yeah. A lot of the times in the book, the daughter, Sarah, would always comment on the beauty of her mother and oh, her Oh, yeah, total ginge. Hey, all you gingers out there. I like redheads. Yeah. And a gin- lot of gingers get shit. Also, if... One eight hundred be my Valentine. It's not a real. That's not a real. Uh, it's you. In order to really redeem that code, you must go to Jen at talkmurder.com. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's start a co- campaign to get me a Valentine. I've yeah. never. I've never had a Valentine before. So that's Sarah, and that's, uh, that's her mother, mom. Crystal. Aww. Yeah. Aww. And so they cute. were two peas in the pod. She loved Sarah so much, and like, you know, it's just really sad, obviously. But um, just to get an idea of the type of red hair she was if you want to read this quote nicole she was graced with bright red hair a golden tone of red i've seen only a handful of times as a child i never tugged on the wrong coat sleeve on the grocery store i never wandered away and got lost i just kept that bright red hair in sight all right so who's the suspects now she's a single mom she's a mama bear so she's out on the market dating boyfriend there's a few. There's Tom, Tim, there's Dennis, and Don. Oh. There's a so lot. So she was kind of out there. Thomas, prime suspect number one. I want you guys to tell me who did this. Someone did this in a town of, what we say, 3,000 people? Actually, I kind or of 5, think. 5,000 people? Was it her ex-husband? It's got to be someone you, she knows. Why? I, I mean, because that's most common when you. No, think. no, no. Why? Why? Like the detectives, are like, all right, someone. This is a passion killing. Why? Why would they say that? Fifty times. Fifty mm-hmm. times. If you were looking to just yeah. kill someone, you would not have had to have done all that. Exactly. So there was jealousy. Was there no forced entry? No forced entry. She remember she was she died. She was on the floor in her blue bathrobe, mm-hmm. which means she let the victim in. It mm-hmm. also sounds like based on the fact that Sarah heard what was happening leading up to it. If it was a stranger, yeah, she would. That have would called those interactions probably. would not have taken place before. Like there would not have been the lead up of opening the drawer and all this stuff. Yeah, like they were having conversations before yeah. that. Yeah, well, now I want to say... Who's in the heat Sa- uh, of the moment? Sarah's been dealing with all of her mom's boyfriends. Most of them have not been very mm. great to her. That sucks. To Crystal. I mean, they she's seen her mom get verbally abused all the time. So anyway, Thomas, prime suspect number one, was the ex-husband. He lives six miles away now, at the time of the murder, he was not getting along with Crystal. This was over child support payments. He wasn't paying. And his alibi was actually really problematic. In in other sources, the names are different. In other sources, I want to say this now. In other sources, they say Thomas's girlfriend, his living girlfriend is Joanne. But in this book, the memoir is Teresa. So... It's, if I say either one, it's either one. Just want to clear the air there, you know. I just want you guys to. You guys okay? All right. So, same person. That same it's person. Fine. I'm drunk too. Yeah, uh, Thomas or Teresa? No, no. Uh, Joanne or Teresa? Who's that? Is Thomas's living girlfriend right now? Oh, so okay. that's Thomas is the ex-wife of Crystal, the one that was stabbed. That got it. Got it. Got yeah, it. yeah. That and he husband. lives six miles away. They've been fighting like crazy. He hasn't been paying child support. Now, here's the thing. 
his alibi was I was at home drinking with Teresa. Mm. And Teresa was like, yeah, he was at home drinking with me. Now, Teresa and Crystal did not get along. Mm. Now, they've been, Thomas and Crystal have been separated or divorced for six years. But Teresa has had this delusion that Crystal, the one that was stabbed, was still seeing him. You know, which may have been the case. I don't know. But at one point. All right. So this is read this quote from what Teresa says. It's right there. It was Teresa, Tom's girlfriend, who attacked her in the bar. Teresa had somehow become convinced that mom wanted Tom back after six years of bitter estrangement. Oh, yeah. We never did say that the killer was a male. Well, the killer is a male because oh. it. they did find uh Boot prints. I'm going to show you the photos right now. Go to talkmer.com. She could have been wearing boots. Yeah, that is true. Possible. Go to talkmer.com to see the photos. It feels so good to see that again. What? Talkmurder.com? Yeah. Yeah. And I uh, can't wait to watch the new guys, site. Guys, yeah. We got a lot of work to do this weekend. If you... If you're if you see this uh, next week, if you're listening to the day it comes out, you'll see all the photos and stuff like that. I... I do a lot of work digging these photos out. They're not public. It takes me a long time to get them. So I'm making them for the Tacos of Primos on the 1st of February. Just keep in mind that they will be restricted for the Tacos Primos. Not because I do not like my fans, but when when someone views a photo on the site, it, it costs us money because server... Uh, I don't know how this shit works, but like the more people that view it, the more we pay. So we're restricting them to Tacos Primos only. Does that make sense? All right, and so, you get a fucking t-shirt, so, you know. Yeah, so there's some it. of the, uh, I'm showing them the crime scene victims right now. This oh, is, dear. this is the footprints. This is the linoleum. Is this the obscure website that you had found? Or? Yeah. Who that? Is that Thomas? No, that's uh, Dennis. I'm about to get into that right now. The detectives classify it as overkill. She was stabbed 50 times. Yeah, Over that is a kill. lot. That means you know the victim. It's not like, oh, are you dead yet? Okay, I'll quit. No, this is. I hate you, and you're dead. Why won't you die? This is for what you did to me, Mm -hmm. you know? So overkill. So it's the ex-husband. She was in a a bathrobe. No fourth century. That means whoever came in, she knew casually enough to show up in a bathrobe. True. Crime and passion. Crystal was also barefoot. The only footprints there were hers, barefoot, and some big work boots, not barefoot. Now, the fingerprints they found were way too smudged up in blood to even use. Some of our tacos are going to university for forensic... Uh, and criminology. And criminology courses and stuff like that. That was one course that I really wanted to take in um, in college, forensic psychology, but they didn't offer it the year that I could have taken it, and I was so Aww. bitter. It was with my favorite professor, too. And for you guys, some of the things they noticed at the crime scene were stuff called passive blood drops. Do you guys know what that is? Um, no. Okay, this is very important to determine how the crime went down. On Crystal Perry's body... Wait, can I take a guess? Yeah. Passive blood drops are ones that are not related to the crime. Like, for example, when I cut my finger at the before the Christmas party, like there were blood drops on the ground. Hmm. Is it like that? No. Oh. Okay. Passive blood drops did not come from Crystal. That means somewhere 
she she must have got a good whack at the guy or oh. something, or either his nose was bleeding or something. But most likely, she got a good whack in because he was she, bleeding. She, he was bleeding. Passive blood drops are not like you see all the blood splatter, mm-hmm. and then you see these little circular dots. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So passive blood drops are the circular dots. Oh, they're very. This was, oh, yeah. okay. These yeah, are. Yeah. Pa- and I'm showing a picture right now on the kitchen counter. Wow. These are passive blood he drops. He's bleeding a lot. They're just like literally circles, exact he was circles. Drip, dripping blood somehow. It's yeah. when you're over an object or the body and you're just dripping blood down so, and it yeah. makes a perfect circle. So she must have like defended herself and he must have cut himself with a knife exactly. or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. So that means, number one, they have the killer's DNA. Okay. Even though it's 1994. They can't really do much at a time because, remember, your DNA has to be in the system before they match you with codes. Right. Okay. Now, so now thank, that, like, thankfully, the Golden State Killer brought us the Proposition 69 where everyone that comes into the criminal system, you know, i.e. gets arrested, has to provide a DNA sample. Mm-hmm. That'll come into play. Go ahead. Well, I meant, like, you know how when you're a kid and, like, the police department came into your school and you got like fingerprints yes. taken. Yeah. Like, would that have anything to do with it? Like, can they get a DNA, a DNA profile from our fingerprints? No, no they don't not keep those. fingerprints, but they I don't, know. They, I don't know. I know that they did, um, they did fingerprints and they did the dental. Yeah. Impressions. Mm-hmm. So, and the, your parents put it in like their safety deposit box oh. in case you ever go missing. Oh, I think. Anyway, I need to get a safety deposit box because right now the safety deposit box I have is my sock drawer. Yeah, which has like 20 bucks in it. And we'll cut that. I mean, if they want to steal my passport, then fine. It's just my passport and my social security okay. card. Passive blood drops. You don't need a safety deposit box. You're looking at the counter right now, the crime scene. There's passive blood drops. There are blood drops from the killer. He's leaning over vertical to the counter. They're dropping down perfect circles. That's passive blood drops. That means he was either cut or his nose is bleeding or something, but most likely he was cut because they also noticed he he grabbed for the paper towel roll, Mm. and there's way too much blood to be bleeding out your nose. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He was cut somewhere. So now what? They're looking for someone... Who has a scar. Who has a scar, right? Come on, guys. No, my first guess was right. <laughs> Shit. You guys thought it was a Lion King. No. <laughs> no, we didn't. No, I said that he... he the drink fir- we were looking for was related to Scar from the Rat Lion King. Yeah. I said it could have been that the killer had a distinctive Scar, or but my real guess was that his victims had a Scar. I didn't really have a guess. Now, that came later. Like, Dennis was the first suspect. This is Dennis right now. Right now or then? Then. This is Dennis then. Crystal, I want to point out, was 30 years old. Oh, shit. That's, like, not far from us. Dennis? We t- I'm 33, Jen. Yeah, not far from 30. Dennis, her boyfriend, who was recently divorced, divorced that guy right there, is 19. Whoa. A 30-year-old dating at 19. That doesn't really work out. That's nope. robbing the cradle. Dennis, obviously, all right, he has anger problems. The daughter, Sarah, verified that. Volatile relationship. All his ex-girlfriends said, yeah, this guy, he's he's got some major anger issues. Now, they actually got him in there to take a polygraph test. And 
So they were like pub- they were publicly dating. They were publicly. He was the guy that they were dating. I mean, they they were so. I mean, and they would always fight. Sarah and always heard them fight brutally sometimes, pushing around and all kinds of stuff. So he's suspect number one. So they're like, "Would you come and take a lie detector test?" And and he says, "Okay." What do you guys think he passed? Failed. Passed. Passed. Failed. 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 They said, "All right, don't worry about it. Let's take another one." I always do that. Did like, he pass or fail the second one? Failed. I'm not guessing. I'm all. Jen, wrong. just guess. Pass. <laughs> he failed again. <laughs> Jen, you suck. <laughs> Well, you always make me think like it's the opposite answer of what it actually is. I'm just always rooting for some controversy. That's all. Oh, shit. He failed both times. They got the killer. Story's over. Thank you for listening to Talk Murder. Right? Wrong. Wrong. He said, hey, the detector's like, give me some DNA. You know, skeet, skeet, skeet. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. They probably got blood. Is that what that means? <laughs> oh, skeet, skeet, motherfucker. Oh, skeet, skeet. Hell. God Hot damn. Him. Is that what that means? Is it? My whole life is a lie. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Yes. Comes out the, on the team. <laughs> oh, my whole life has just changed. <laughs> Oh, my dear. Uh, From the windows to the walls. <laughs> till the sweat drops down my balls. Oh, oh skeet, skeet, motherfucker. motherfucker. Oh, skeet, skeet. Yeah, God, that damn. Means, God damn. That means ejaculation out the penis. Oh, thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> Anywho. Now I am scarred Great for life. Fruiting. Okay, so. <laughs> that, should be the, that should be the title, Scarred for Life. Yes. No, nah, we can work on it. Listen. Dennis, <laughs> the detectives is like, all right, you failed this shit. Can we get your DNA sample? He says, yes, but please agree to this. When you, because I know all this stuff is going to point to me. Obviously. Oh, but I didn't do it. Yeah. He said, obviously, it's going to point back to me. When you come and get me, if I'm at my job, can you please come into the back door? Because I love my job and I, I don't want, th- they've been so good to me. And what did I, he do for a living? I don't want to embarrass, I don't know, some factory. I don't want to embarrass them. That's what he said. He told that to the detective and the detective was and like, I've never like, heard anyone say that in my like, life. All right, <laughs> how about we just arrest you now, yeah. sir? <laughs> so, and they were about to until they tested that DNA. And it wasn't his. Not a match. What? <laughs> all the other boyfriends, Tom, Tim, Dennis, Don, all the other ones, not a match. Nobody uh-huh. matched. No, no one that she ever knew or Sarah knew that she was dating matched. What? DNA at fucking all now all they have they interviewed hundreds of people all they have is looking for someone with a possible scar they don't even know where the scar is and that's the end of the story no one was ever caught may 2006 whoa more 12 years later damn 12 years 12 years after the I murder i wasn't only just now, good at geography now <laughs> half the, she was also uh, good at math but that's okay the great thing as i'm sitting here counting on my fingers she's like 12 years later <laughs> the, and jen was like counting on her toes too because she ran out of fingers <laughs> the great thing about this book is it's not just like some true true crime books are just so brutal and 
So this is her memoir. So this actually goes through the life of her. Because think mm-hmm. about it. You're 12 years old. I you don't know who brutally killed your mother. The only person you have in the world. Now, is he out to kill me? Is he coming for me next? He's gotten away with it. Everything she did from then on revolved around that story. Does did that she, make sense? Where did, who did she go to? Her grandparents? Her or? aunt. So her mom's sister. She okay. bounced around from like Texas, everywhere else. Now, when she finally left Maine, and it says in the book that she felt that everyone was almost so relieved that she was leaving and she felt so like mm-hmm. alone and you know just like no one wanted her but then she finally realized it's because the killer was still out there you know and no one knew who it was but science is a beautiful thing may 2006 codis mm. dna mm-hmm. profile bing bing I don't know if it makes that sound, but, you know. I'd like to think that it does. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> they just go in the office, it's like, bing, 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 bing. There's, like, a light, like, we have a ding, 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 it's, ding, like ding. it's like at Dave and Buster's when it's like, you're a winner. Yeah. Like, and there's, like, tickets coming out. And you're like, yeah. You try to pull the tickets harder. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome uh, to Talk About Me. All right, so. 12 years later, finally hit. Guy, he was serving six months in a main penitentiary for a weapons offense. This guy, his name was Michael Hutchinson. He actually lived a mile away from Crystal Perry. Now, they did interview him, but they didn't have any, they didn't think he did it. At the time, he was 19, and there was no relationship with her whatsoever like and not they the had no 19 year old there was no sexual relationship no casual what? relationship nothing at all so it was a random it was a random what? now maybe he was a pizza delivery guy or something they came they arrested well he was already in the penitentiary so they came up to him because he was serving that weapons charge and they were like all right your dna just hit in codis we know you're there and initially it was nine and I wasn't there. Well, your DNA is there. Okay. 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 Here's a story. This is what Michael Hutchinson says. Let me show you a picture of this guy. He looks like a skeevy lawyer. Yeah. He's a skeezoid. That's Sarah. She's been through a lot. He's serving six months. He says, all right, yeah, I was there. But I was having a, quote, secret relationship with Crystal. And, and here's what happens. We were in bed. It was like midnight. Now, he has no idea the daughter was even there. I mean, he doesn't even really know the family at all. Mm. It's midnight, and we're sleeping. You know, we're loving each other. We just had intercourse because his semen was found. Mm. So she was raped by him, obviously. Or it could have been consensual. Uh, It wasn't consensual. I'll tell you why. We were having consensual sex, and then we fell asleep, and... You know, and then around 12 midnight, we hear, I hear something, somebody breaking the house, like some rattling going on. And he runs in there to the kitchen and there's this guy standing there and he's like, whoa, what are you doing? And he's trying to protect Crystal and the guy hits him 
And then he falls down and he blacks out. The next thing he knows, Crystal is being stabbed to death by this guy. Hmm. So he runs out of the house and he's he flees himself and he's so embarrassed that he didn't go to the cops. That's quite the story. Because he's embarrassed because he didn't actually uh-huh. stick up for Crystal. And he's ashamed. That's why he never came uh, forward. It seems like quite the story. Yeah, it seems like he... It seems like the, it, seem, it seems like the jury would take two hours to find him guilty, mm-hmm. which they did. The former girlfriends of his said, yeah, this guy is a violent. And he was also very erratic because he was heavily on drugs at the time. Here's what. All right. Here's the things that didn't make sense with this story. OK, Michael Hutchinson, you were there having consensual sex and sleeping with Miss Crystal Perry. Well, the bed sheets that were found were only arranged for one person. So, like, the, all right, think about your bed. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you're getting up, so the, sh- the covers are over you. When you're getting up, you pull the sheet over yep. or you pull the cover over. So yeah. it's like a diagonal. That's right. So one person looks like they get out of the bed. Does that make sense? Yeah. It didn't look 100%. like two people. It didn't come out. Does that make sense? One Jen? diagonal on one it, side, one diagonal on yeah. the other Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But at the same time, my bed sheets are always all over the fucking place. <laughs> but if you think about like if it was a larger bed, you would yeah. have one. And it, so your bed, one side's pushed up against the wall. Yeah, no, no. I totally see it. I'm just saying like my bed sheets like, when I get out of bed, they're like, I literally have to, like, remake my bed to, like, go back to sleep. Number two, Sarah's never seen you before. And they were two peas in a pod, Crystal, her mom, or Sarah, and her mother. They knew everything about each other. Mm-hmm. They don't know. She never even know, knew who you were. Mm. Number three, you said there was someone in here that you were trying to defend. Well, there's only two feet print. One barefoot, that's crystals. Mm. And then one boot print. Touche. Mm-hmm. There's only two people in this house. Right. Where's the other one? What, did he, was he uh, levitating? <laughs> was he on a magic carpet? He's from the future. <laughs> number future, four. John. <laughs> number four. And they, they were saying this to him. Number four. Your DNA of the blood, the passive blood drops, matched your DNA. So you... Obviously, were cut somewhere, right? And you were drip, 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 all over Sarah's legs, or excuse me, all over Crystal's legs. Mm-hmm. You were dripping all over the place. That's your passive blood. Okay. Here's what they think happened. He was high on drugs that night, and he lived a mile away. Now he tried to make an advance at Crystal once before, and he got rejected. He knocked on the door. He had a ruse. I have car trouble. It's 12 in the morning. Now, she knew him from town. I mean, it's a small town, plus he only lives a mile away. So that was his ruse to get in the house. Then he tried to advance on her, and she denied, you know, and then he raped her, and and that was how it went down. The final nail in his coffin. Mr. Hutchinson, would you please... For the jury, hold out your right hand. Ooh. You can barely see it on this photo, but there's a huge scar that runs down down Mm -hmm. his palm. That scar was the final nail in his coffin. Mm -hmm. That made the jury said, this guy is full of shit. Mm -hmm. He was high on drugs or whatever the case. He went in there. He took a life and he not only took a life. Yeah, you take a life of a 30-year-old. Single mother, that sucks. 
you destroyed the life of a 12 year old that not only depended, but was so attached to her mother as she should be that you ripped her whole world apart for Mm -hmm. the rest of her life. Mm -hmm. So she said in the book, Sarah said, He's serving life in prison, but so am I. Yeah. I'm serving a life sentence for not, you know, for this being taken away from me. That is deep. She is, uh, guys, yeah, this is a really good book. I really recommend it. If if you're really into true crime books, definitely read this book. He was sentenced, obviously, thank Jesus for the justice system. Jury came back in two hours. Guilty first-degree murder. Life in prison, no parole. Good for you, Maine. God. You're still there. And I hope you fucking rot. We yeah. do too. Peace. That's my Crystal Perry story. Wow, that was good. Yeah. Wow, thanks guys for listening to Talk Murder to Me. Um, I actually really enjoyed this case. And uh, this one's for you, Grace. So Yeah, this is for you, Grace. Thank you so much for being Taco Supremo. If you guys really like this, go to talkmurder.com. Join our Supremos. You'll really like it. We... All we care about is our fans. It's not like we make a bunch of money. We don't make any money, actually. We just want a community with you guys. We love you guys. We want to do your stories. We want to make you happy. So, mm-hmm. all right. Thanks, guys. Mother shitter, I know, you fucking ass clown. That's the first blooper. <laughs> Oh, shit. Looper number one. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch whore. Son of a slut. Oh, I'm just saying, I feel like I'm always out of the three of us the drunkest in every episode. I don't think so. Yeah, I think so. Because I have a lot of respect for redheads. That girl in X-Files, total hottie. Sully? Why do you have respect for redheads? No, I'm saying, like, the girl in X-Files. Do you mean you have a crush on redheads, (laughs) or do you have respect for redheads? No. those are different things. Yeah. No. No, I'm be quiet. You have a crush on No, I don't have a crush. Oh, so I'm not your type. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little late to figure that out, isn't it? There was overkill. 50 times stabbed. Jen, do not do the binoculars tonight, please. These are my airplane glasses. Jen, we got to get on with this. Jen, please. Well, uh, you said no binoculars. You didn't say anything about airplane glasses. Jen. Babe, can't forget. People are uh, allowed to have other thoughts. No, you're not. Babe. <laughs> Today. If you like it so much, why don't you marry it, Jen? Moving on. I was just going to say I love grapefruit, but now I feel like it has totally different content. <laughs> now I just want to put my penis in it. <laughs> Ew. Uh, well, you know what's Jen, funny? So when Jen. I first... Jen, hang on. <laughs> Last night, you and I were... I, I like... Hear. I didn't hear what you said you wanted to put your penis in. The grapefruit jug. <laughs> All I heard was when I walked in the room, I want to put my penis in it. And I said, oh, they're about to have sex. Gotta go. <laughs> the sound of yeah. her is like. <laughs> is that what it sounds like? Oh no. no. Oh, okay. It okay. I would be like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. What did you do? I'm not eating it. There should not be really any sound. She's like. <laughs> 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 <laughs>